Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show on Liberty Station, and today my guest is my good friend and repeat friend of the show, Rabbi Barkley. Hey, how are you, Bryce? And thank you for having me here. Yeah, always. Um, and um, you know, today we're going to talk about something pretty serious and disturbing. And when you um, hit me up about this, I thought the timing was appropriate because what's happening right now is a full frontal assault, and literally, literally. <laughs> Um, you know, on the family, and it is—it's uh, very intentional, and it's something that um, I, you know, just this morning I got a bunch of hate because I took a, a picture with um, Dr. James Lindsay, who's been on the show and is a friend, and you know, we saw each other at uh, at Amfest, and um, the, uh, you know, the Antifa characters, and you know, all the folks right now that are, um, you know, looking to uh, destabilize and drive a you know a wedge uh, between our families and trying to just I mean to take down Western civilization um, and and all of this they're uh, you know they're out in full force and the issue is is serious now so you know you hit me up about this cruise that you went on so let's talk about what they're doing on well, the cruise it's, line it's really appropriate both about the cruises and what you're talking about in yeah. terms of attacks on the family because we're na- right now in the middle of the holiday of Hanukkah. Yes. Which we talked a little bit about. Yeah, yeah. I wanted and, you to introduce that. Yeah. So Hanukkah, everyone thinks, is a holiday, and it is, about one day's worth of oil when the Maccabees, this, these, these warriors, took back over the temple from the Greeks. This is in the second century BC. Um, and they had enough oil for the eternal lamp. There was enough oil for one day, and it lasted eight days, and that's why we light eight nights of Hanukkah, and, and we have the lights. But the Talmud, which is one of our sacred texts, 2,000 years old, talks about that there's another meaning that we have to discuss every Hanukkah, which is this is a war that the ancient uh, Hebrews, the ancient Jews, started. They initiated it. And it was not for physical survival. The Greeks did not want to kill the Jews of ancient Israel. They wanted to assimilate them to their values. And they wanted to destroy their values. They wanted to destroy their ethics, their beliefs. And they wanted to assimilate into what they wanted. They were literally, for lack of a better term, they wanted to groom the ancient Hebrews to become like them. And the Maccabees, the Hashemunians, said no. And they went to war. And it is very clear in the Talmud uh, that the teaching is that we are to go to war, into conflict, to defend our spiritual values, our beliefs, our ethics. We have an obligation to do that and not to just turn you know, a blind eye. Yes, if someone's threatening our physical survival, obviously we need to go into conflict. That's the Book of Esther, the holiday of Purim. But Hanukkah is very specific. It is about a threat to our spiritual, our psychological, our, our values, our beliefs. And so it's an appropriate time to be confronting this kind of craziness that's going on in the world. Yeah, I've been calling it the velocity of atrocities because it's like from that. so many angles right now. Now, yeah. it's all connected. It's all manifestations of, of the same thing in the spirit of the age. But it's uh, but it's coming at us, you know, on all fronts. So yes. when you um, you know sent me um, you know that text while you were on this cruise line, saying you can't believe what they're doing, you know, on this family friendly cruise, it was pretty shocking. 
It was yeah. pretty shocking. And I know, I think, uh, I think your wife uh, said, uh, you know, hey, you're, you're so busy, you've got so much going on, you know, don't take this on, um, you know, don't take these, these things, but, uh, but we are um, meant to be um, fighting and meant to be warriors Spiritual for warriors. these That's things. Yeah. And so, yeah, so uh, tell, tell the story and let's... Uh, okay. let's there's there's a really descriptive it. article on PJ Media. Yes. So PJ Media. And we'll link to it. And it's, it describes a lot of it in detail. So we have been on many cruises on Norwegian and Royal Caribbean and Princess and Carnival um, because, as you got to be honest, as a rabbi, we love cruises. Mm-hmm. No one can reach me. I get to spend time with my family. Yeah. So we yeah. get on the cruise the first day on a Saturday, and I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, the cruise director, a man named Ryan, is uh, a little bit more flamboyant than I'm comfortable with, but Okay. Live and let live. I, you know me. I could care less what people do. Yeah. I care less what you know. Adult shows going to adult time. I, I don't. I really don't have any judgment on any of that stuff. A little flamboyant. Um, actually, a lot flamboyant. Uh, and I think I think you have a picture of him in his spread love shirt, and he's constantly saying so that that's what he. Uh, he's just flamboyant. It's okay. Right. Right. And he's constantly saying words that I'm uncomfortable with. He is constantly saying, um, "We are family." This is a carnival family. Get close. We're family. Family, make sure you're going to be, you're, everything's boarding on properly and spread love. This is dangerous language. And I've talked to a number of psychologists about this as well. It's dangerous language because we're not family. We are all one of the great, part of the great human family. We're all the children of God. But you know what? I, I, I don't want my children treating everyone like family. Yeah. Okay? So I'm a little uncomfortable. Now we have the first show on Saturday night. And it's a family show, it's 7 o'clock for families. And we're up on the second story watching, and on the first story they're having things. And he's running this, this show, and, and he says, uh, we're going to have a couple that is going to be represent and be the fun couple for this cruise. All these couples on the first floor are raising their hands, and he picks a lesbian couple. No big deal, whatever. But then I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable because he takes a little box filled with colored ping pong balls and puts them on the behind, ties them to the behind, and says, okay, start shaking your booty and get those balls to go pop out of the box. And by the way, the balls are painted blue. So he's making all these jokes about, look at you girls shaking your booty and making all these blue balls. Right. Again, I'm not real hip on that for family. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, the, the uh, least you could say is it's off color. It's off color, okay. and it's not and, appropriate for families. Right, right. And, and we uh, have lost kind of all standards you know we're seeing it everywhere so even 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 again if it's not super egregious okay which i do think that that is wrong right but if but even if it wasn't you know by most people's standards super egregious this that in and it's of itself it's just inappropriate it's just it it's just continuing to you know push and cross the line it's something that you know would not have you know probably 10 years ago even uh, um, been been a thought to Not include in a family show. In a family show. Right. Fine, thirteen, page thirteen. Fine, eighteen plus. But you got five, six yeah. year olds, seven year olds in this show. But mm-hmm. but even then, I mean, I I would still you know I would still object to it on the grounds of you know hey let's let's have you know decency let's have you know let's let's have some kinds of standards let's put the normal you know folks back in charge on families uh, um, on, on, on families eighteen yeah. plus I don't care yeah. what you do exactly. eighteen plus comedy. It's fine, as you know, yeah. going in. But there are little children here. So I'm not, and again, I wouldn't, I don't care if it's a lesbian couple. I don't care if it's a straight couple. I don't think, it, it's just inappropriate. It's right. really pushing it. Mm-hmm. So now 
we have Sunday, and again, all throughout the day, every half hour, there's announcements from the sky, you know, the ding dong and, and the announcements. Family, 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 spread love, spread love, spread right. love. And he's wearing shirts that say spread love and everything else. And we go to the, the family show at 7 o'clock again, which is the first show. We like to see, you know, one of the things that's relaxing is to see live entertainment. Right. And so it's got, you know, the, the singers and dancers that are on their ship. And it's a show called Soulbound. And the premise of the show is it's taking place in the bayous and there's a voodoo doctor and a witch and a male ghost and a, and a female zombie. And so they're singing songs like Stevie Wonder Superstitious and Witchy Woman and things like that right. as they're singing and dancing. Right. And then in the middle of it, this 40-minute show, which I understand is the exact same show on every Carnival ship. It's choreographed and produced by a production company owned by Carnival in Miami. So it's the same show on every one of their 24 right. shows. In the middle of it, all of a sudden, uh, and I later found out because the plot was that, oh, a spell had been miscast, the voodoo doctor, excuse the expression, is dry humping the male ghost. And you've got a picture of it. He's literally fondling his chest, fondling his groin, and doing that. Um, and again, if this was an 18-plus show, I don't right. care. But I don't want to see that if it's a man and a man or a man and a woman or a woman and a woman. I don't care. It doesn't belong in a show where there are five, six, ten-year-old kids. Right. And it apparently is on every one of their shows. Right. So this is now Sunday night. Monday morning, I confront the cruise director. And I say, you know, look, I'm a rabbi. I, I don't have issues with gay unions. I don't have, you know, and he, and he puts my arm, his hand on my forearm very, you know, caresses my forearm. It's a little creepy, too. It's a big guy. This is sort of Mr. T in drag. Um, and he, uh, and then I say, and you're way out of line with your sexuality. It doesn't belong with family shows. To at which point, he crosses his arms, gets three inches from my face, and says, Carnival is committed to inclusivity and diversity, and your children need to learn. We are all one family, and they need to learn to spread love. Literally wanting a conflict. Yeah, but I really didn't want to go into whatever the ship's brig or jail is. That would not yeah, be a yeah, good yeah. vacation. Don't yeah, don't get thrown in the brig. Didn't get thrown. So, um, multiple emails were sent to Carnival, to Carnival executives. I know they were received. I did check on that with one of the people they went through, uh, to Christine Duffy, to Arlene Brown, to the different executives at Carnival. Eight of them in total. Not one was responded. I immediately had asked for a meeting with the hotel director. The hotel director on a ship is the person right below the captain in charge of everything. Right. Five messages, no response, until on Thursday of that week when I gave the sixth message and said, look, I'm going to be writing an article on this for PJ Media, which has two million readers a week, uh, and I really would like to talk with her. Lo and behold, yeah. then I get a meeting on Friday. And she claimed not to have ever seen the Soulbound show. She said, well, it's a, you know, the spell was miscast. I've read it. It's part of the plot. I said, that's a plot device to, to do this behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual behavior that doesn't belong. And she said something really disturbing. She said, well, we call each other family because we spend more time with our crew than we do with our own family. I said, okay, you're family. I'm okay with that, but you're not my family. And this was her quote. Um, we want all of our passengers to trust us the way they trust their own family. I do not want children, me personally, ever trusting cruise line staff the way we trust family. Right. She also shared with me a, uh, when I was 
talking to her about this cruise director who's way over the top in his sexuality. Um, she shared with me that that uh, was this one I saw him do his Tina Turner impersonation, which I think you have footage of on this. Um, I don't know if you want to show that or not show that. or Yeah, sure. Um, you want to we'll cue that one up? I don't want to see a guy in drag <clears throat> in the middle of the day. Right. Um, the same guy, we walked early evening in the atrium of the ship. Um, and, he, and look, God bless him to try and be firing people up to be happy. Right. Uh, that's great. But he's on a ship and he's standing and dancing on a bar. Right. In a white mini jumpsuit that's shirt is cut down to here, is very tight. And I can tell you with 100% certainty, this man is not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And he's shaking his behind and his stuff in front of everyone. And remember, he's standing on a bar, which means it's face height with children and adults. Yeah. And the hotel director didn't have any problems with this, and Carnival clearly doesn't. They haven't returned any calls or emails or anything else. And it's extremely disturbing because in some ways it's more insidious than even Disney. You go see a Disney movie, you can talk about it with your kids after the hour and a half movie. You go to Disneyland or Disney World, it's sporadic throughout, you might see things. But this was a constant barrage for a week of sexuality. And again, it's not... Well, you're, it's and not you're, ca you're a captive audience. The captive time, audience, right. and it's every, you know, every 30 minutes, every hour, it's constant, overt sexuality for children. And, it, and again, it, it doesn't matter if it's gay, straight, whatever. Right. The issue is that Carnival advertises themselves as a fun ship, as yeah, a family fun. And, and unfortunately, we keep having to emphasize that. And the reason is because the only attack that they have, right, against us for saying that, hey, this is inappropriate. You know, because we should be able to just say, hey, this is inappropriate. And it'd be understood that we're not talking about you know, throwing these guys into the brig or, you no. know, any of that, right? No. We're just saying, hey, keep, you know, keep it outside of your, uh, you know, in intentions towards our children, you know, get, get it, get it out into, you know, uh, your space, get it into a space that, you know, people who want to go for that content can go. Okay. Get it into That's the fine. 18 plus, the whatever's right. But we have, we have to over and over again, keep repeating the mantra Hey, listen. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not unfriendly towards that. You know, all that sort of stuff because they will take our comments and they will isolate them and they will act as right. if. And what it is is it's a thought terminating cliche. They'll you know call you a homophobe, call you a racist, call you uh, yada 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 transphobe. All of the list. You know, they'll go through all of that. Uh, they, they were calling me a, a white supremacist and um, uh, anti-Semite this morning. You know, they'll do that just so that people shut up or the people who are listening to you will automatically, oh, oh gosh, okay, I can't, you know, I have to distance myself or something right, like that. That's part of James Lindsay's 
uh, it, it is it, yeah that, with it. yeah it's uh, uh well he he um yeah he f- phrases it uh, as the thought terminating cliche which i think is great you it's know great, it's, it's the, a beautiful the, way is, to express it it is a fan- so a the whole the whole ship which is only four or five years old i understand yeah 700 million dollar ship i i made the comparison and, and let me back up there's a difference between acceptance and promotion okay yeah and i will accept anyone well, in 2020 Carnival, through John Heald, who is their passenger ambassador, their brand ambassador, uh, did an article in the New York Post where they said that, that there will only be appropriate clothing and be, and at, at, on, at the pool and on the ship. Yeah. So you're not going to see a woman in a stripper thong. Right. Okay? So they did that in 2020. Right. But here we are with this other overt sexuality, and it's kind of like the witch in Hansel and Gretel. Okay, they, Hansel and Gretel go because this hut is filled with everything they want. Well, Carnival advertises family fun, family fun, family fun, and I will tell you point blank: this ship is so geared towards kids to the largest water slides I've right. ever seen. Water right. parks, sports bar, uh, I mean, uh, sports sports uh, floor, foosball, mini golf, trampoline rooms, rock climbing, fabulous. And then when you get in, like the witch in Hansel and Gretel. You realize there's a darkness going on here that's really, really ugly and antithetical to the image and the brand of family fun. If this was an LGBTQ cruise, if this was a cruise designed for adults, right? You know what? I'm fine. But while they make it a point to say in their comedy club, this show is family friendly. This is PG-13. This is 18 plus. They have a nightclub, 18 plus, where they're checking IDs. That I'm fine with, but it's insidious. Yeah, this this constant barrage on our children and on our values. And I didn't. I went to go relax. Instead, I had a week from hell. I mean, it was, my boys got to play golf in Puerto Vallarta, so that was fun. Cause that yeah, was, yeah. You know, but, but it was basically a. It was it was not relaxing. We couldn't. Let, we were not comfortable with the kids. Well, yeah. Well, you. Yeah. When you text me, I could tell you were fired up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I the, guess I uh, was. <laughs> Well, well, the truth is, and, and you know, Matt Walsh, uh, I always want to give him credit for this because I, he, I think he articulates it perfectly, but they, they asked us for tolerance, right. right? And because we're nice people and because we do love, um, contrary to their, you're hate, you're full of hate, we do love. We, you know, said, okay, fine. All right. You know, we, we'll be tolerant. Um, you know, we do want people to have their own viewpoints. You know, we're a, uh, you know, a multicultural um uh, you know, country and world, and when it comes down to you know th- thoughts and you know preferences for things, okay, you know, and I want I want the um, I want God and the Holy Spirit to convict people. You know, it's not right. it's not my job. So anyway, it, they they went from tolerance as soon as they you know got that, then they you know wanted um, a, a set acceptance or affirmation, right? So you can't. Um, according to them, you can no longer say, hey, all right, we don't think this is right. You know, you should not be doing this. Then it went from that to then celebration. You know, you have to now celebrate, you know, wave the flag alongside us. And that's what this is, you know, celebrate this, you know, jumping up on the tables and doing that. And then the third thing, which we're seeing in the, um, you know, trans um, uh, community, we're seeing uh, what they want now, which is participation. You know, and promotion. You, you have to be 
um, saying that, yes, yeah, men can get pregnant, and all of those sort of things have to be now in your language. You can't say that that's wrong or, you know, a, a... uh, a man and a woman are different things. You know, you, you cannot say that. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. And so it's very intentional, and, and I would encourage people um, amazing, and it aired um, last night. But uh, uh, at America Fest, they had the Tim Pool show done live from the stage, and Dr. James Lindsay was on there, and he, and he made some amazing comments uh, about some of this stuff that I thought were just absolutely brilliant. And and by the way, Charlie shared, and and you got I think it's around uh, one minute five, uh, just shared the gospel in such an amazing way, and and it was it was really He's got beautiful. A good minister. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Um, but he uh, he expressed it so beautifully. And there's a, a ton of gems in that entire show. So it's worth watching. But also follow Dr. James Lindsay's Twitter, um, who, of course, he's been on the show before. He's going to be coming back in person here shortly. But, but he lays out how um, in their own publications, what they are doing and using the family term is very intentional and it is and this is by the way this is their own writing they're they're talking about the um you know why they want to do the drag shows and those sort of things you know in the libraries and in the you know and the cruise ships and the cruise ships and you know everything else they they want to um you know teach kids how to live queerly and they and they have a phrase that they use in here um they want to teach them alternate modes of kinship. Uh, here, DQSH is family-friendly in the sense of family's old-school school queer code to identify and connect with other queers on the street. And they, um, they say that and we're, their goal is to leave a trail of glitter that won't ever come out of the carpet. So what that is is embedding all this stuff in you know, the kids' minds. But it's, it's, there's, there's pieces that people aren't aware of, Bryce, that are even more insidious. So I'll give two, two examples. BLM is committed to everyone, um, you know, everyone accepting and every, all, all the things they claim, except if you look at their manifesto, which is linked on a number of articles that I wrote for PJ Media, um, they call for the destruction of Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there were the gay parades, the, the trans, not gay anymore, but the transgender parade in New York two years ago, a year ago. Yeah. By the way, in some of those parades, they, they've even left gay out entirely. Right. You know, which I find... I have um, a lot of gay friends who are, who yeah came out of the closet 40 years ago when it was tough. Yeah. And they're, they have nothing but disdain yeah, I, for this. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do too. And I think it's funny because they're like, what just happened? Which it's not... Yeah. But so there were two women who wanted to wave the multicolored rainbow flag with Jewish stars on it. 
because they're Jewish lesbians. Right. They were thrown out. They were not allowed to even be participating or to be there. Yeah. So the hate, look, I, I am totally cool. You want to wave a rainbow flag, wave a rainbow flag. Yeah. I, it doesn't bother me. But it's not okay when you're saying that everyone has to, to yeah. adopt it. And it's yeah. really not okay when you're saying not only does everyone have to adopt it, but we're also, because we don't like Jews as an example, right? we're now going to, or people who are observant Jews, we're going to say, you can't have a rainbow Jewish flag. You can have a rainbow U.S. flag, or, but you can't have a rainbow flag of Israel because that's against our beliefs, our theology, our religion of the alphanumeric LGBT whatever, and we don't want to have that. So these same people who, as you very appropriately had said, were tolerance and then acceptance, and now it's a place of promotion, it's way past celebration, are intolerant of anyone else who is not exactly like them. And that's just terrifying on a lot of levels, and, and it needs to be pointed out. And, yeah. I, and by the way, I don't think Carnival Cruises, I don't think Mickey Arison knows about this. I don't think, uh, I, I talked to a number of families. Yeah, he's current CEO. Current CEO. Um, his father founded the company. I talked to a number of families on the ship, and their answer was, you know what, we're just never coming back on Carnival. And that's the, which is you know part of the answer. Well, right? that's part. The answer is to, but to the, write. But to, the answer is to you know put put pressure as well to identify this stuff, call it out, right? Make sure that people know. In fact, uh, you know, I think um, for our audience, you know, write to Carnival. Cruise. Write to Carnival. There's a specific guy named John Heald, H E A L D. He's on Facebook. He's their brand manager. Right. Christine Duffy is their president, um, and. They've both been with Carnival a very long time. And, you know, the challenge here is is the promotion of sexuality. And I'm not talking about gay, straight, or anything else. It's promotion of sexuality. Right. And the promotion of it in shows, in family time. Yeah. And that their brand is specifically geared towards children. Yeah. No, we got to, and we got to leave that again to its appropriate place. And the, the um, drive towards the early sexualization of our kids is okay. um, not okay. It's um, uh, it's evil, and um, you know when we were warming up on the show, um, and and I will say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tee, tee you up for this, but but the uh, the whole queer theory drive is um, very similar to um, the critical race theory and all of that sort of stuff that that is um, has its roots in Marxism. Yes, and it's it's very clearly, again, you know, meant to uh, separate us all. It's meant to divide us all. It's why this is happening. Um, it's it's funny because it's dividing the gay community too. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to have, uh, you know, some other friends uh, on the show from Gays Against Groomers, uh, you know, here in the upcoming weeks. And it's it's um, and they are attacked as being, you know, racist uh, homophobes themselves. I mean, it's, it's just it's bizarre. Black white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because because not only of gay, I mean, most of these guys are, are um, you know, and they're being called racist. They're they're all different races as well you know so it's it's a bizarre world that we find ourselves in again that's that james Lindsay uh, thought terminating cliche you know oh don't listen to these people well here's one of the ironies before about the eel thing one of the ironies yeah. of, that we were talking about is is so there's an island in the caribbean called dominica uh-huh and small island in the caribbean its entire economy is basically based on carnival and disney cruise ships right okay 
So you've got this cruise director who's very proudly out there. I want to groom. I want to do what, you don't, whatever you want to say. You're being too sexual, right? Um, and and yet the country of Dominica, if you're gay, you're put in prison. Yeah. So instead of talking to his executives at Carnival and saying, "Wait, you say you're inclusive. You invite me to be however I'm going to be, but then you're still supporting this nation that imprisons." homosexuals instead of putting pressure on carnival that way they don't yeah. that's ignored well you know i mean that's that same thing um you know that's happening i mean the middle east um you know many of those countries are you know are throwing um get, you know gays off of buildings and they're supporting you know um or, or they're going against israel right. you know uh, which is the most pluralistic um, and and free country over there, in the midst of all of these folks, and that and they're they're attacking them. It, it's a um, it's a cognitive dissonance that I, I just I don't understand how sad. these people get their brains yeah, around it's very this. Sad with it. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah, I do want to talk to the evil uh, uh, talk uh, to evil because you were um, saying that, um, you know, you have a different view than we do as Christians. And I want you to explain that because so, I thought that so, was beautiful. So, okay, in and Judaism, uh, we have what we call the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Tov, the evil inclination and the good inclination. Mm -hmm. And we even say without the evil inclination, we would not build roads or cities because it prompts us to want to accomplish certain things. Right. Um, but the best definition of evil itself I think we find in the book of Genesis. Because you know me, I always go back to text. I love text. Yeah. I yeah. would do daily classes on text. I mean, I do regular yeah. classes, but I, you know how much I love that. That is text. part of your job. That is, I, 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 you know, I'm a freak. I love, I really love the text, and I love it in the original Hebrew. Yeah. I so get it. that's great. Um, there's a great statement in Genesis that says, Sin crouches at the doorway. And it beckons you to enter. What I'm sorry, you said where? Sin, say the reference again. It's in the Book of Genesis. Book of Genesis was it's what? In the beginning. I want to say it's around chapter four, give okay. or take. Um, but it's, it has to do with Cain and Abel. Okay. And it says, sin crouches at the doorway, beckoning you to enter. Okay, but you can master it. So the word for sin in Judaism actually is an archery term. It means to shoot an arrow and miss the mark. Okay, whether right. you're doing it on purpose or by accident. And tshuva, redemption, reconciliation, is to fix what you did wrong. So it's not just an apology. You actually fix it, repair it, and commit not to do it again, and you don't do it again. So when people ask me, when I teach an introduction to Judaism class, and someone says, well, what, what you know, I grew up with Satan and, and Lucifer and all this. Um, what's the best way for me to understand the Jewish take on evil? I refer them to a movie by Taylor Hackford called Devil's Advocate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay? Keanu Reeves and um, Al Pacino. And Al Pacino, who's yeah. fabulous in it. And because it's very, it's very Jewish in some ways. Mm -hmm. when, when Keanu Reeves says to Pacino, look, you made me do this. Pacino says, no, I didn't. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I just Enticed showed it you. to you, and here's the door, and I'm beckoning you to enter. He yeah. didn't, he said, I, didn't, I didn't make you fool around. I didn't make you do the drugs. I didn't make you have the affairs. I, so that's kind of how we look at evil. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we look at Hasatan, we consider Hasatan the angel of putting obstacles in our way. It's mentioned in the book of Eov, mentioned in the book of Job. Right. And uh, Satan, for us, Hasatan places obstacles in our way to make us stronger, like a coach. Right. Okay. So we have to triumph over them. That's not a personification of evil, right. the way I understand a Christian understanding of Lucifer 
as a fallen angel is. Yeah. So where so where I'm when I'm using the term evil. So and and what what I see is you know that that enticement that's a you know beckoning towards sin. That's an enticement yeah. into sin. That's you know and but but sin itself the sin itself is is evil. And so um, so I'm not talking about the the particular person being announced as evil in this context. And and um, but I'm seeing their behavior, what they're doing, what they're doing to groom kids, what they're doing to, so the you sin, know. not the sinner. Right. Um, yeah, now, I mean, it's, you know, it's God's job to, uh, you know, to, to judge the sinner. Um, it's not our job to do right. that, right? And we don't have that authority in that sense, but we do have the, the ability to discern, you know, and we should be, which is where that, uh, you know, the verse on, um, you know, uh, judging is always constantly um, misunderstood or misquoted to get us to not discern oh, between no, good and evil. They do that all the time, right? Oh, uh, you know, accurate. it says you shouldn't judge, but no, it's not accurate at all. In our text, it doesn't say you shouldn't judge. Yeah, no. yeah, uh, what, what, yeah, okay, on that, for that verse, you know, how does it express it in... So, we're supposed to judge. We are. Okay. Oh, I agree 100%. And, and, it's, and uh, not only are we supposed to judge... Um, but we're supposed to go to the judges. This is in the book of Deuteronomy, Parsha Shoftim. I want to say it's probably around 30, so 20, somewhere in there in the yeah. chapters. But it says you shall go to the judge of your time, and you shall do what he says, left or right, east or west. Rashi comments, a great commentator comments, even north or south. The judgment always should be done in relationship. Now, what does that mean? So in our little circle right here, right now, I'm not exactly sure the directions. Let's just say you're the east and I'm in the west. Right. Okay. But if I stand behind you, you haven't moved and you're now in the West. So judgment is always relative. Samson does lots of things he's forbidden from doing, and yet he's still this great prophet. Mm -hmm. And so we try not to judge other people, but to judge ourselves. Right. And judgment means to discern. Yes. This is right, this is wrong. And, yeah. and we are called to discernment and absolutely. saying and looking at something and saying that is wrong, that is sinful, that is evil, you know. Um, it's that, just wrong. Right, but but they there has been a trick, you know, talking about missing the mark. There has been a trick, and it's a nefarious trick because even Christians think that that you know, oh, I shouldn't judge. You know, no. you'll hear that come out of Christians' mouths. Now, again, I'll, I'll say it this way: we are we are not uh, God, so we are not you know there to condemn a particular person to hell, or you know, we're not that. We that's not our job. To, not our job. That's not our job. But our job is to discern and, and identify. If you don't like the word discernment, we're to identify what is good and what is bad. And we're supposed to be, you know, working towards what is good. And all of us are sinners. I mean, you know, I certainly am. Well, except for yours uh, and my wives. Our yeah. wives are not, okay? <laughs> my wife is nearly perfect. Yes. I'll, I'll be honest with that. Um, look, look, for us, it's the reason to discern is for our own behavior. So there's a lot of stories in Jewish literature about a man who is seemingly as evil as they come. Mm -hmm. And yet when he dies, we find out that in fact he was one of the most righteous men on the planet. And he acted evil, acted like maybe he didn't give out any charity. He was always horrible about ever giving charity. But we find out after he dies, he was one of the biggest charity givers anonymously there was. Right. And he acted that way on purpose. And this is, they're called hidden tzaddikim, hidden righteous ones. So that other people would say, I, I don't want to act like that. I want to act better. Even though they were hiding and, and doing what was right and righteous. So I don't have the right to judge anybody. But I do have the right to no. judge for myself that whether, whether the man is righteous, whether he's not righteous. Yeah. That behavior is not. I'm not judging this cruise director. I'm really not. 
he may be the most holy man on this planet for all I know. And I mean, he really may be. And this may all be a show to try and bring to the forefront yeah. things that are wrong. But I am judging his actions are not right for not just me, which I will judge, but I don't think they're right for a lot of people. And that's, yeah. but I'm not, I'm, I'm not put in any way, shape, or form, God forbid, degrading him, his values. I don't know him. Um, and he may be doing it all consciously to show that this is wrong. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I would say that that's probably a stretch, but... I'd rather err on the like side of your, compassion than judgment. I do like your attitude, and, uh, and I appreciate that, because yeah, I, I know you and I know where you're coming from on that. Um, uh, and, but he might, he might be a terrifically nice guy. He, he really might be. With, with ter- and he um, might be a guy with terrific values, and he might be a very tortured soul. Right, and and, um, and I can't judge who he but is. But what we do need to uh, identify is what they are doing on this cruise ship is wrong. It's exactly. destructive towards our kids. Um, their continuous pushing of these envelopes is is very intentional, and it's divisive, and it is um, a a push again. I think for this you know big larger uh, game that they are playing. It's not a. Uh, it's not that all of them are involved in a conscious conspiracy, but they're. Um, you know, they're. Uh, they're all aligned. Their interests are aligned in what's been going on. And I. And again, I, there's a lot of real hapless fools that are caught up in this, including you know many that are. Um, Picking up the the attacks and calling all of us, you know, um, you know bigots and homophobes. You, you, you know and how everything. many times my house has been vandalized. Yeah, oh, I do, I do, and uh, and and those folks, not all of them are on board with the large conspiracy to break up the families or things like that. They're just told that you know, hey, these people are you know mean to this particular group of people, and they hate them, and this and this and that, and so they take up that the 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 words, and they take up the mantle, and they. You know, we'll we'll cheer. Um, you know, for uh, our downfall. You know, but That's, but they but they don't have an understanding. You know, they are fools when it comes to what's really happening. They, they really are. And, and I tell you something that happened on this ship that really um, struck me and made me think of you and Rob. Okay, because you know how much I love and, and respect both of you. Okay, yeah. Here. Well, thank you. And um, the feeling so is this, mutual, by the thank way. Thank you. Um, and so this guy's in my face, clearly wanting to pick a fight. This yeah. is not a question. Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking the irony that this man is wearing an earring with a cross. Yeah. And it made me think of you and Rob and think of many of the Christians and Catholics that I know and thinking, do you not even see the dissonance that you're doing? The, the hate. You know, look, look, if someone wants to be overtly sexual... Do it in the right environment. Yeah. But the hate by doing this, trying to destroy a nuclear family, trying to, to step in between, to tell me how I should raise my children, uh, at the same time wearing a symbol of Jesus. Yeah. And... and um, yeah, it's, it's repugnant. It's, it's just... It, it, just it, it just was so yeah. paradoxical. Look, I'm going to admit something. I'm a terrible gift giver, but not this year, because my friends at Good Ranchers are making it easy to give the gift of meat. This is actually a great idea. In fact, a hard economic year for most has caused essential gifts to be more needed and wanted than ever. 
Fortunately, you can easily give the most essential gift of all this year, delicious meat. Good Ranchers has gift boxes and gift cards so that you can give America's best meat and seafood this Christmas. With discounts on orders of five boxes or more, you can save on gifts for the whole family or your business. When you give someone a box of Good Ranchers, you're gifting them more than the best meat they've ever had. You're giving a true steakhouse experience. With 100% American, USDA Prime, and upper choice cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood, you're sure to beat out the new socks and re-gifted candles for the best gift of the year. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use code LIBERTY at checkout for $35 off your delicious gift of meat. If you know someone that likes meat, then you know someone who will love Good Ranchers. Your gift goes further with them because they take the premium price out of premium meats. Go to GoodRanchers.com and find the perfect box for you or a loved one in their curated selection of hand-trimmed meat and seafood. Give the best meat in America, support local U.S. farms, and get $35 off your essential gift with my code LIBERTY today. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. The truth is, and I think um, we mentioned it, but I'm not sure we showed the the picture of him you know, in his white outfit. Um, but he... Uh, yeah, there it is. He, he, Don't zoom in too much on it, because otherwise, yeah. again, you'll be able to tell he's not Jewish, the, too. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the thing is, um, a lot of these folks, it is a, it, they are um, sexual fetishists. Okay, There is a amount of sexual pleasure that they are getting by uh, putting themselves on display that way and, and also making people feel uncomfortable. You get a lot of that with uh, cross-dressers and you know, things like that. It's, it, is a, uh, it is a fetish for them. It brings them satisfaction and pleasure. It's not that, well, this is just who I am and how I feel, you know, and I'm just putting it on the outside. Uh, we see that with um, you know, Sam Britton, who was uh, the um, you know, member of the Biden administration that, uh, you know, the bald uh, kid with the lipstick and mustache. Luggage and, thief. Um, yes, uh, you know, women, wearing women's clothing, high heels, and, and you know, a lot of that, um, those clothing, he's, he's borrowing. Um, you know, by stealing without the luggage owner's permission. without the owner's permission. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, you know, he, he did a whole string of them, you know, and of course, you know, when he got caught uh, initially and started to be brought up on, on charges and question for it, it was like, Oh, it was just a mistake. It was just an accident until the, the word got around and other people in other parts of the country, you know, other TSA folks and things like, Oh wait, no, that guy was also stealing here. And they were able to put it together and, and, um, you know, show that there's a string of it. Well, he, part of his kink, was stealing of the women's clothing as well, you know, and so, and so you're seeing that, and I, I'm, you know, I'm glad that got exposed, but his display and him, you know, making people uncomfortable and, you know, running around on the bar and, you know, waving his man bits, uh, you know, in front of, front of their faces, you know, that is a part of the thing, and, and you see it. And, and look, again, I... If you if, want to do it somewhere where people are saying, hey, yeah, come on, you know, or, uh, or, express or, yourself in that way. Exactly. Or if you want to do it, I, I think there's a qualitative difference. There's a nightclub on these ships. Yeah. I love nightclubs. 18 plus. Yeah. I don't really care what you do in there. Right. Okay. My the children aren't in there. You want to do whatever you do. That's uh, There's a warning sign. Right. When you're choosing to do it without that warning sign, when you're choosing to do it with families and when your brand the carnival let's be clear the carnival brand is family fun yeah that is i have luggage tags 
from years ago that say carnival because we had extra money credit orders, so we bought some luggage tags. This is a number of years that say carnival family fun ships. Right. When your brand is that, then it, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate to show up at your church or your synagogue and for the rabbi to start speaking like a sailor. Yeah. It's not the right place or time yeah. or venue. But we, but we lost all sorts of standards. I mean, we, we have none now. Um, it, there was a, a picture this morning that um, I, I retweeted because I, I'm, I'm, I'm get, getting increasingly more about returning to standards as much as possible. And that includes yeah. even the way that we dress at church. That includes the way that because you know we've gotten I think too casual you know um, and I and I've hassled friends over the years that'll you know show up in shorts and flip flops and you know things like that I just think it's um, it's dishonoring okay are you going to be uh, you know thrown into an eternal lake of fire for wearing flip flops does God care no of course not but it is but it is symbolic I think showing up serious and bring your serious self to things which well, that's, that's in the Bible. Yeah. So there, the book of Leviticus yeah. has a lot of discussion about what the priests, the kohanim, are to wear. And when you really look at what the reason that we are to dress in a certain way, um, that we put our, in our case, we put our talus on. That we, you know, I, I wear suits to, to services yes. on Friday nights, right? People say you look like a biker at a wedding, not a rabbi. Um, and, but, the, but the reason is because when we shift our external perception of ourselves, our internal perception changes yeah the high priest doesn't need to wear the caftan with the pomegranate bells and all that he can still do the job in whatever but when you put on your tux you feel different for a black tie event yeah when you put on your your suit you're gonna you're not gonna be prancing on a stage when you're in your suit yeah and so that dress code um is is it's to help us it's like the watchman who says Two o'clock and all as well. He's not saying it for the people who are asleep. He's saying it to keep himself yeah. more aware. Uh, yeah, um, how you show up matters, and I think showing up serious, showing up, um, you know, with some, you know, respect for where you're at in things. Um, I, I'm going to probably, you know, send out a little reel or something on social media for men because I, I, I can't tell you how many guys I know don't own a suit. So that means, you know, at a funeral or a wedding or something of a, a real serious occasion like that, they don't have the ability to put on a suit. And and I think that we need to, um, you know, men buy a suit. You know, I think you need to own a suit and it needs to fit you. And I think it should be of a high enough quality that you look good. And, you Which know, show doesn't up. mean expensive. No, it doesn't mean expensive. And you can get things at a, you know, real bargain price. But, you know, learn to be mature. Show up. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're over 25, years old go get yourself a suit if you're over 35 stop wearing branded uh you know t-shirts every day and baseball caps you know uh dress yourself and again this is not this is not a a condemnation i just think it's we have to start showing up better um what i was what i was going to say is this tweet was um a picture of an air airplane um and all the passengers and you know, and it was mostly mostly men in this photo, a few a few women, but um, you know, all of them with suits and ties. 
and you know just you know flying wherever they're flying they're probably uncomfortable in a certain respect because they aren't in their flip-flops and they're not in their shorts or their sweatpants right but they but they're serious and then next to it is contrasting contrasting it is a guy and you know excuse me saying this because it's coarse but the guy had show me your butthole on the back of a cap a ball cap sitting there in the in the seat and it's like okay you know, at some point we've got to um, return to some measure of it's decency. I mean, look, we've hung out before. You know that if I am just hanging out, I always have my head covered, so I have a ball cap on. Why do I wear a ball cap instead of a yarmulke? Because people are more comfortable talking with me yeah, with yeah. a ball cap, as opposed to a yarmulke, it's like the priest with his collar. So I wear a ball cap all the time. But if we're just hanging out, I'm yeah. in jeans and tennis shoes and a Tommy Bahama shirt or a Nat Nash. Yeah, yeah. That is consistent, right? Yeah. But whenever I'm stepping, if we're just hanging out, but whenever I'm stepping into the place as rabbi, yeah. I have an obligation, a privilege and a responsibility, and it is a privilege and a blessing, to say, wait a minute, you know what? It's not okay for me to show up at this pot. You wouldn't care if I showed up in a Nat Nash shirt. Yeah. Say, no. fine. Yeah. But I also have thousands of years of other rabbis and... You know, people don't necessarily know what a rabbi is. I already pushed the boundary with ponytail, mm-hmm. with long hair. So rather than a ball cap and a Nash shirt, I dress like an adult. Yeah. Okay? It's, yeah. it's, it's a respect for myself. Well, for and, and along those lines, I mean, what's interesting is, um, you know, uh, men are dressing like their kids, essentially. You know, and you're seeing that. There's no, you know, you, there's no difference, you know, in today's culture. When, um, you know, I had a, a retired Air Force colonel as a boss, and I've told some stories about him before. Um, uh, and and he was he was interesting, and all, you know, always incredibly well dressed. And and if he saw if he saw somebody in shorts, you know, walking around as a grown man in some place where it was inappropriate, we're not talking the beach. We're not, we're not talking, talking about vacations. We're, we're not talking, talking the cruise. Yeah, right. We're not. Right. But but he, he but he would be like short pants are for boys. <laughs> he would whisper that on to your me. Big boy pants. Short pants are for boys. <laughs> I, we, look, we go on a cruise, and my boys are wearing a, a suit with tie one night on the two elegant nights, and, and the other. Oh night, yeah, your your, your night, boys are always dressed, you know, or a suit without a tie. Well. So you don't have to wear a tie. Yeah, but, but we're not showing up. It, yeah, it, and it's out of respect for ourselves and for life and for others, and. Again, I, I, if you're hanging out at the pool, I be in flip flops yeah. and shorts. And, who cares? Yeah, and by the way, young men, single men, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, distinguish yourself among your peers and get the ladies, show up in something nice. So here's your answer: um, cufflinks. Oh yes, yeah, my boys. I know. I all, we all of our shirts are French cuff shirts. Almost all of mine are because it. Yeah, it's a it, little. It's it, a little extra. It makes you feel detail. a little bit more special. And when, when you're dealt with... A little this, sartorial flavor. That's, that's, you know, and, and, when, and when you have the opposite, there was a time on cruise ships where, and again, I go back to that, right? Because right. it's so distinctive. There was a time in the last 10 years when we've been on cruises where the cruise staff is all in whites. Yeah, yeah. Did, okay. they, did they have formal nights on this? Uh, they did have two formal nights. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, this, the dining staff are all... Yeah, I didn't know if I remember that from years ago. It's been years since I But the crew staff used cruised. to be, you know, in whites, and there was Love Boat, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and instead, you've got an image of, you know, spread love shirts or in drag. And there's... It, 
it shows a lack of respect for self and a lack of respect for your audience and the people you're with. I think we, again, it, it isn't about the choice of sexuality. Yeah. It's about sexuality in the family environment. It's about dumbing down how we act, how we interact, how yeah. we dress, how we speak. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's happening in every single area of life right now, and I think how we go counterculture, you know, as people who uh, you know share good values, I think we need to be um, making ourselves more serious in that sense. That's the Hanukkah piece. Yeah, this is the, so. I don't know if you know Jimmy Levy and High Res. Do you know these guys? Mm, their name sounds amazing. Uh, rappers, singers. Oh, okay. Separate, but they did a song called um an amazing song called faith over fear but they also did a song that had millions of hits on it called this is a war yeah i think say, this I think is I'm a war going it. on it's a war against religion etc there is a war going on Amen. a spiritual war yeah and we need to take the lesson from the maccabees and from the holiday of hanukkah and we need to say you know what we are willing to go into conflict and come out of the closet to use a different term and and for our, for our values when i was ordained uh, a man named Cantor, Nate Lamb, was singing at the ordination. Mm-hmm. Nate's very, very famous Cantor, amazing man. And Nate said um, to all of us as we're getting ordained, uh, he said, you are now all now officers in God's army. Mm. Take the responsibility. Amen. And we all have that responsibility. Amen. You know, we really yeah. do. We got to sit there and go and 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 show up and, and, and act, yeah. not just... Oh, this is bad. We all need to act. We need to act when it's Disney. We need to act. All these things to to stop this war on religion, values, beliefs. I'll accept what you don't believe. You don't have to believe what I believe. Right. You don't believe what you believe. Right. Yeah. But stop attacking what we do and trying to convert us to a different belief system, whether that is leftism, whether that is. LGBT, well, what's interesting whatever. is they're 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 taking the approach of the convert or die. Right. They're trying exactly to they're trying they to destroy us. Um, you know, you either comply with our systems of belief, and it is just as religious, right? Yep. Or die, or we will cancel you. We will, you know, they're they're going to. I mean, half the things that we uh, said today on this show, they would like to be made illegal, so that there would be. Um, those kinds of consequences for us. You know what? It was illegal in the state of California during the pandemic to close your house of worship. Yeah. I know two houses of worship, the temple I'm at and the church you go to. And we didn't close. We were the only temple in the state. That's right. And got a lot of hate for it. My answer is the same that it will always be. We didn't close for Hitler or the Inquisition, and Gavin Newsom can kiss my tochas, which you can imagine what that means from the Yiddish. Yes. And, and we answer like Hebrew national hot dogs. We I speak that authority. much Yiddish. <laughs> we answer a bigger authority. And, and, and we need to say, look, it's, it's not okay. It's yeah. not okay in a family show for a guy to be doing in drag, Tina Turner, yeah. waving his parts around on a, while dancing on a bar. It's not okay to have two guys dry humping in a family show. And we need to stop it. Amen. And we, we really do. Because it is an attack on us, just like the Greeks attacked then. And like the Maccabees, we need to stand up and say no. Yeah. And we need to know that when we do, and this is the other teaching in Hanukkah, you know, the Maccabees were a very small amount of people. 
rebellion was a very small amount of people against the largest empire in the world at the time, the Seleucid Greeks. But um, we had God on our side. Amen. And that's part of the miracle too. And, and that even if it seems like they want to cancel us, convert or die to whatever, I think it's really important that we say, you know what, no, we're stepping up and having faith. There's a piece I want to share with you from Torah, because you know, again, text. Yeah. So you know the story of Passover, mm-hmm. right? They put, last plague, they put blood on the lentil, on the, on the doorpost of the yeah. house, and God passes over those houses and kills the firstborn Egyptians. But if you think about it, what does God need blood on a doorpost to know if someone's Jewish or not? The blood wasn't for God. God didn't need to have that sign. The right. blood was because... The Jews, the Hebrews, needed to say, I'm standing up for what's right. Yeah. Had they been wrong, the next day, if the Egyptians had not been killed, you could have been guaranteed every Egyptian soldier was yeah. going to come slaughter them. They need to step up. In the same way we say that fixing a sin, tshuva, if we open the door wide enough for a head of a pin, God will force it open wide enough to, to drive horses through. We need as spiritual warriors to take the first step and say, yeah. this we are at war, this is not okay, sexualizing our children is not okay, yeah. now or ever. Well, unfortunately, more Christians, and I know many Jews, are afraid of getting canceled um, and won't do that. And in fact, a lot of the warriors I know, like physical warriors, you know, guys that uh, you know have have served in the military and been in in war zone conflict and you know been shot at. Um, are more afraid right now of standing up and getting canceled and getting that criticism and getting the hate directed their way and getting their comments isolated by the sticky keyboard warriors that uh, you know watch us. But they um, would actual charge into gunfire. That's that I find fascinating. You it's know, scary out there. Yeah, but do not be afraid. Stand up. You know. Show people that you you know that you believe in these values. Don't be afraid. Just do it. And there's and again that Jimmy Levy that same uh, and I was also a song Faith Over Fear, and uh, you might want to check it out. It's a really wonderful. Yeah, piece. I I, uh, I you know, know the song. Faith Over and, you and said it's it, yeah. true. And, and and I I think that especially this time of year, Hanukkah, Christmas, um, I think we need to remember about being spiritual warriors, yeah. about not being scared of conflict. If we're doing what's right and righteous, we need to stop those things that are clearly not okay. Yeah. And it's not and that does not mean judging the person as being evil or bad, but judging their actions. Amen. It does not mean saying you can't get your freak on. Get your freak on. I don't care. Just do it in the proper place and time. In the proper space, don't inflict it upon me. I don't want to hear. In, in the same way, I don't care how gorgeous she is. I don't want a pole dancer on, on a cruise with my kids. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want. Um, I don't want inappropriate anywhere of any yeah. stripe uh, when we're you know on a family friendly adventure. Family fun ship. That yeah. Was, yeah. So it's, it, I think that we all need to really, wherever we see that, you know, the Talmud has a great concept that if you see a crime being committed across the river do nothing to stop the crime you're guilty of it you're complicit and i think that we need to look disney shifted their chairman and that wasn't an accident right i think we need to make that voice heard in actions 
with Carnival with every opportunity and, and say, look, yeah, I'm accepting of anyone, but you don't get to promote your agenda with me. That's not okay. Especially sexualization of children. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll link the article that you wrote for for PJ Media. Um, we'll uh, encourage. There's a podcast I was just interviewed by AJ Steele on his podcast as well. Okay, great. AJ yeah. Steele show. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do the links to those. Um, let's uh, let's write to Carnival Cruise Lines. The guy, you know, I think, hit that, and, I, I uh, think the people of Carnival and their 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 emails are public. One is Christine Duffy, who's the president of carnival um mickey arison if anyone has access to mr arison i suspect he's not aware of this and this guy john healed h-e-a-l-d he does have an open facebook page he's their brand ambassador apparently a terrific guy but has not in any way commented on that i think those are the three people that should be inundated in every way possible and saying this isn't okay what is your reaction because here's bryce part of the insidiousness you would think that if you got a letter from a rabbi saying, I'm writing, and I even sent the article to them before we published it, saying, you know, I really would like to talk with you about this. Are you aware of this? You'd think that there'd be a call back, an email back saying, we weren't aware of this, we need to change, whatever it might be. Yeah. The silence, <coughs> excuse me, is a tacit approval because they don't want to alienate that demographic but they don't mind having a one-and-done family cruises when families come, experience it, and won't come back and because they're doing their overt sexuality. And uh, I think we need to remind them, if your brand is families, be yeah. for families. There's a certain standard that we expect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, praise God. Always. That you are the warrior you are. Uh, Thank you for coming well. on. Thank you. I appreciate you and love you. And, and I love uh, you guys and I love... To everybody. God be the glory. It is Kilelam uh, Um Everything is for his His honor. And, uh, and, and, and truly, for everyone, a happy Hanukkah. May, may the lights light up our souls and, and may our souls light up darkness. And a merry, merry Christmas. I don't buy into this happy holiday stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, and you've seen me come to Christmas services. Yeah, yes. Um, and it's not because I'm worshiping Jesus. It's because I am there to support the people who are. Yeah. And, if, and, and so Merry Christmas and a, and a, and a Happy Hanukkah. I kind of stay away from some of those other holidays that yeah. have been made up in the last 30 years. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I find really fascinating is how many of my Jewish friends um, love Christmas songs to death. Well, and when they come over to our house on like Christmas and, you know, different because uh, I've got a, you know, b- bunch of... Uh, People that I just love that'll that'll come to our, our Christmas they or come to my house during this time they always want my daughters to play Christmas music on their violins. So I will I will leave you with a couple a couple of, of of thoughts. First of all, you know most of those Christmas carols were written by Jews. Yeah, because it's a bigger audience than yeah. the Hanukkah songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, my open secret is that this time of year I have to admit I'm not listening to Salem talk show hosts. Um, I'm listening to Coast 103 Christmas carols. Amen. Because it's, <laughs> I, yeah. I wish we all treated everybody all year the way the Christmas, yeah. Hanukkah. Well, except for the Beatles we, song, they are all wonderful songs. Which Beatles song? Oh, what is it? The one that he wrote on the back of a napkin in like five minutes. And I'm they glad played I in all the. Uh, yeah, but, but Little uh, Drummer, it, uh, little drummer Boy is one of the great songs. Here, have yeah. you seen Little Drummer Boy with, with Bing Crosby and David 
Bowie? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Happy New Year with happiness and most importantly, health and joy and courage. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.